Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Beer-tastic voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And today, we are exploring St. James Brewery, which is out of Holbrook, New York. Yes, uh, the third one open in Holbrook. Now, they're out of Holbrook. And I got to admit, there was a little confusion for me originally because there is a town, St. James, not very far from Holbrook, and I really thought they were based out of there originally. Now, do they live there? Possibly. I also wouldn't really say that St. James is not that far from Holbrook. It's like 15-minute drive. No, I'd say it's more than that. Regardless. You drive slow, though. I don't know what you You don't, but I don't know. (laughs) I just don't think it's that far. But... Um, St. James Brewery is a fairly recent brewery. They started back in 2012, and they just recently opened up their tasting room and, spa- and space, and they are right across the street from our friends at Spider Bite. Yeah, a little down the road, a little next door. I mean, you could, like, throw a rock. Yeah. I, th- I might have to do a little crow hop to get the rock there, <laughs> but I think if you had a good arm, you could probably do it. Yeah. Um, now, they are a farmhouse brewery and i know they have that uh designation from new york state as well and they like a lot of long island brewers really try to make a commitment to using local or at least new york state um ingredients which i think is fantastic yeah they they go even above and beyond um a lot of places i uh as far as i'm aware the last time i spoke to them all of their beers with the exception of one is 100 percent new york state ingredients that's awesome. Yeah, they kind of go out of their way to do it. I maybe uh, there may be a, another one, but essentially, unless they can't get the ingredient here, yeah, they get it here. So, um, the three offerings we have from them today are a double, a triple, and a plum stout, and they really go for that Belgian farmhouse style of beers. Oh, full on. And I mean, right down to their really simple logo of. You know, just a crest that just says St. James Brewery with four little birds on it on the shield. Like, it's really a straightforward, simple stuff. And I feel like their beers, the styles are usually pretty straightforward, but the flavors are amazingly complex and really developed. Yeah, as far as local um, beers go, and honestly, really, uh, beers in general, these are among the best Belgians I've had. I really enjoy Belgian yeast character. It, it comes out in every beer that they make. Um, it, it really amazes me how, you know, to to that style they, right. they get things. Now, the two owners, um, I believe they're a married couple, right? It's uh, Rachel and what's the gentleman's name again? Jamie. 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 And I remember we met Rachel out at the Cascale Festival. And that was the only time that I've met her. I know, um, Justin, you've been down to the tasting room. You a got bunch a bunch of times, to- yeah. To meet them a few times. Mark, have you? I've been there twice, yeah. yeah. I have actually driven three times. I have gone like into that parking lot and I, while I was waiting for them to open and looking in there and going like, no, it's not open yet. No, oh, it's not I, open I, yet. I did that at least six times as well. You know, and so I'm yet to be inside, but I know where it is. So now that it's open, I'm hoping to get there soon. Yeah, it's actually really cool. I, I was going uh, to drive up to, to taste something that was on at Spider Bite and they weren't open yet. And I went, this is perfect. Because their hours are very liberal. You can check their uh, hours on uh, social media, but they're there pretty much every day, roughly 12 to 8, depending upon the day. Definitely check. They always post on uh, Facebook yeah. what their hours are. So, you know, if you're hankering for a beer they're, they're, and it's, you know, not 
you know, nine in the morning, they're probably open. Yeah, which is kind of surprising. I've noticed a lot, you know, and not that I think the brewery's hours are on, you know, brewers in general keep bad hours, but, you know, usually the tasting rooms are open Friday, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, and, you know, in the afternoons and evening, but they're open pretty frequently. Yeah. And if you can't make it to the, you know, the brewery location in Holbrook, they are still selling at a couple of the farmer's markets on the island. So that may be closer to you as well. Yeah, I'll see if I can get a list of them and put them in the show notes. Nice. Now, all the bottles, that all everything that we have from them is uh, caged and cork bottles, 750 uh, milliliters. And the first one that we are drinking is their triple. And it comes in at a 9% ABV. Uh, Justin, I think you have their setup. Is there any more info you have on it? No, there isn't. But I can give a little uh, background. I've had it before. It's uh, basically a classic Belgian trip. Really all you can say. When you smell it, you get that awesome yeast aroma. And, you, you know, it's just unmistakably a triple. Yeah. I mean, when I cracked the bottle open, you had that nice little uh, that little fog that rolls out of the bottle. You know, it was, it's was it been nice and cold, and it's been well-sealed. And when I poured it, the first three samples that we poured out, the foam was crazy, which is awesome because it's, it's super carbonated. Oh, yeah, and, just like champagne. Yeah, and I had to take a little, I had to take a little video of it because it's crazy how many bubbles are in there. <laughs> And it was it was reverse raining. Yeah, it, it was really impressive, and it's got um the yeasty aroma in the nose that I really like with the Belgians, and it's a nice golden color. Yeah, and it's got the like you know mild sort of peppery type mouthfeel from the yeast character as well, and it's super light on the on the tongue because of all that carbonation and drinks very smooth. Oh, shit, you were right, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the first sip that you took? Or? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. realize. I have not had this one before, and this is my first sip of it. And um, Watch your eyeballs, gentlemen. Yeah. It, oh. it, this is an outstanding this beer. This is so good. I drank uh, a 32-ounce growler of this on the 4th of July. Over. That explains what... Uh, wait, on the 4th of July at my house or like the actual... No, the actual 4th. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, because that would explain why you were so drunk, but no... <laughs> No, that was the shots. No, that was the shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I had this. The day I went to have this, I was hanging out there for a little bit. Like I said, um, I popped by um, before I went to Spider Bite. And I'm um, glad I did. I, I had another taste of everything that was on tap. I hung out with Rachel, and um, I forgot uh, one of their, their new employees' names. He was a good guy. I forgot his name, unfortunately. It'll come to me, maybe. But it was hot outside. They had the uh, the big uh, garage well, door, door open, yeah. And uh, at one point, Mr. Softy comes rolling by, and their uh, their daughter went out to get some ice cream. So, of course, I went out to get ice cream. So I'm standing there in the Beer tasting in room hand, with, ice cream a, cone in the with, other. with this Belgian triple in one hand and a vanilla uh, Mr. Softy ice cream cone with different colored sprinkles on it. And otherwise, those rainbow sprinkles. I've called them different colored sprinkles my whole <laughs> life, like an asshole. But uh, I never in my entire life was happier, and I've also never felt fatter i was gonna say i'm like that's called the dream my man yeah i was living the dream <laughs> hey justin yeah jimmy's no you shut your hole no they're not called jimmy's unless they're shaped like little dicks they're not called jimmy's that's my rule if they're little dick shaped sprinkles with balls and like little fake hair coming off then maybe but i i can't let anybody go by calling things sprinkles and not interjecting jimmy's yeah i know it's one of those things that makes me furious. But this beer is 
the opposite of making me furious. It is so awesome. It's crisp. There is that little bit of pepper biting there, but it finishes insanely clean. And it's and it's got a little bit, and it's got a high enough alcohol content. There's a little warmth in there mm-hmm. when you, as you drink there it. Is, but it it also doesn't drink like nine percent. No, no, not at all. I'm just remarking that um, for a lighter beer, for a lighter color beer, to be getting that kind of warmth through it is not something that I always think of. Um, which you know may just be an idiocy thing on my part, but it's just a little different than what I was expecting in that sense. But this is an outstanding triple. This is this is my kind of lawnmower beer. The problem is, I will end up underneath the lawnmower. Yeah, I was going to say you're going to lose some toes or something. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a problem. You're I definitely just, can't wear sandals. If you had a if you had a ride on lawnmower, you would just be like doing the same circle like over and over and over. It would be like watching the opening of King of the Hill for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> this this is really really good, um, and. It's one of those ones that I want to rate insanely high, but I know I could not physically drink it because I would be unconscious by drinking that much of it. But I'm going with a growler on this one. So I want to break my own rule and call this one like, I don't know, like 12 kegs, but yeah, we're just going to call it a keg. I want to have it on my on tap all the time. I'm gonna, I don't really care about how much I can drink in a sitting. I'll get through that keg, believe me. It's going to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, it... It's fantastic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it as at a growler though, uh, you know. On Fourth of July, my mom was visiting, and you know, you know, your mom can push your buttons like no one else. So, the you know, that that thirty-two ounce growler is probably the reason why I was able to keep it, you know, fairly level that afternoon at my in-laws' house. Yeah, I, I imagine there's one listener out there that totally understands what you what you mean. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah. let's, no, uh, let's, is, let's um, I, I really want to just keep drink, pouring out of that one bottle and drinking, but let's let's go on to the. Uh, we're gonna go to the double now. We're gonna right? go to the double. We went. We're going triple double. All right. Just Which, like LeBron James. I know. I know. Didn't that... Westbrook have the most triple doubles in a season this year or something? Yes, like but he was. He he didn't even come close to the championship. Yeah, so for a guy who doesn't watch basketball at all, I give myself a little pat on the back for knowing that. <laughs> the, oh man! Oh boy! Oh, oh god! Boy. Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh. It's gonna get excited! Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> it's gonna it's getting excited! Oh my god! We uncaged. Yeah. Thank God we didn't uncage that early. There you go. We uncaged the. Uh, the double, the double and we were worried about a uh, some some old, no no not, not the computer not the computer. I think I think we're okay now. It's yeah, we're right. I was worried it was going to gush because as soon as I took the cage off, the court started moving outwards. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark was really worried, so he so he pointed it at the most expensive piece of electronics on the table. Well, I was like, oh shit, they still have triple in my glass. I was like, Justin's is empty. <laughs> oh my god, what a shit show! I mean, and let's be honest, what would be worse, missing triples and doubles, or actually having to like a wet computer? Come on, man. I know, seriously, you know. Get your fucking priorities. <laughs> we would have to re- re-record this and actually drink the beer again. That'd be rough, oh, right? Oh, man, what would we ever do? Actually, you guys would have to re-record it because I would be dead on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, this one also has uh, a just metric shit ton of carbonation. It's, uh... Again, I mean, traditional Belgian-style beer. Right, I know, but, I mean, it, honestly, how often when, you know, do we open 
you know something that's quote unquote Belgian style, and it doesn't even come close to to this. Oh, I hear yeah. you, but I mean I, that's but that's the again thing. Yeah. that that's that's the difference between the Belgian style beers that a lot of, and not saying that they're bad, no, but the Belgian style beers that a lot of other local breweries make, and St. James, St. James is like full, like deep. This is the way it's done, just like they do it in the old country. Like, so do you think they have like a little like a like a Trappist monk like stored underneath their, uh, you know, like underneath their facility there or something that's keeping track of these things? How do you, how are they doing this? Does anyone know? No, no, okay. I, I don't know, but it wouldn't shock me if there was you know some like they almost have the monk out there like a shaman. <laughs> I mean, I know there is that place up in Massachusetts or whatever that you know the one monastery that got. Trappist the Trappist designation. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean I'm pic- I'm picturing that uh that they went up there now like a like a pilgrimage and you know like walked there barefoot or something, you know, to go learn the ways cuz man, this is incredible stuff. Yeah, I mean, the head on this like reported what a minute or two minutes ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I still have you still have an inch and a half of foam. Yeah, it it's it's amazing. And uh, color-wise, I I'm going to go uh I'm going to go copper on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna second you on that one, and it is a particularly beautiful copper. Yes. Now I've had a lot of triples. I have not had that many doubles. I mean, or doubles. And uh, it, I, we got the nod from the technology on the copper, so I'm there pumped about that. One one point for me. And uh, but I'm not sure what color they're supposed to be, but this is a beautiful color. I know they're supposed to be darker than uh, triples, but yeah, I mean. In this range, maybe a little darker. Yeah, because I mean, we had talked about this once before. As far as Belgian styles, you have the a regular Belgian, or you know, the quote unquote single Belgian, just a Belgian style ale, which yeah. is light, it's a single or a blonde, right? And then you go to the double, which is dark, back to the triple, which is light, and then to the the quad, and that which is dark again, right? Right, which is barley wine, <laughs> yeah, not barley wine, but you get what I'm saying. It's it's stiff, yeah, uh, yeah. And so the the darker color here comes from. Uh, you know, an invert candy syrup. Oh, really? So it's actually not an. Uh, pro- it's obviously not a product of the grain. They all pretty much have the same grain bill, more or less. Just yeah. you know, more or less volume. Gotcha. But yeah, the uh, for the most part, the color that you get in doubles and Belgian dark drying ales or quads, whatever you want to call it, the color there is coming from there that dark candy syrup. Had a bell, try to get one out there, you know. <laughs> try not to just do it right on the mic for you guys. But, yeah, you know, Kevin, like, Kevin's But once me. you clear the chamber, you can enjoy everything again a little more. I get. I mean, again, from a, an aroma standpoint, we just get, you know, I, I just get the Belgian yeast with potentially, like, I don't know if I can, if it's just me, but I can kind of smell that it's darker. Yeah, I get the... I think you get a little caramel. Like, yeah. Not, not, I'm, and when I say caramel, or, I mean, like, caramel, like candy caramel. Yeah, kind of. or like, uh, you know, yeah. like brown sugar i just opened a canister of raisins yeah yeah that that it's like that kind of smell it's a sugary kind of smell to it mm. yeah this one I, I, what was the is the percentage listed on the bottle on this it one? has to be yeah it definitely does yes give me one second here let me pull the bottle over this one is at a mere 7.5 yeah and this one's light see this one to me this one tastes like it has more heat than the uh um the triple right which I knew that it wouldn't, because obviously that's one of the other characteristics is the, the increase in uh, uh, ABV as it gets higher. Yeah. Now, as I speak neither French nor Belgian, 
I don't know what a Croc de Chevalier Belgian-style ale is, but it's something. It's on the bottle there. That's important. Fancy. <laughs> Fancy. Um, I don't know. I'm interested. If anybody knows French and or Belgian, please let us know what that means. <laughs> I would be interested to know. I definitely get a little bit more of a, a like, again, just like the aroma, a sweet characteristic from it. Um, you know, like a caramel flavor. Yeah, I mean, my first encounter with the Belgian style ales, period, was uh, the Grim Bargain. Okay. Uh, both their double and their blonde. Right. And goddamn, are those tasty. And this is right there on par, if not even better. But, you know, that may just be because this is made here locally and it's not coming across the Atlantic. I think one of the first Belgian-style ales that I had was um, the Golden Drac 9000. That's right, man. <laughs> the Golden Drac, you know? And that was that was late into a tasting session at one of the... Um, at one, Belmont, right? At the Belmont Festival, yeah. And the banana esters in that one was off the hook. And I thought it was, like, the greatest thing in the world and I have since tried that again not the I don't know if it's all 9000 or that was no, a special edition or something yeah there's there's the regular Guldendrak and then there's the Guldendrak 9000 well I mean other than the fact that it sounds like a terrible like what happened metal to the other band? 8999 8, I mean, of them it sounds like a villain from Dragon Ball Z honestly yeah listen it's awesome beer is what it is oh yeah um you know but this one um you know and um I think you know maybe like a like a palm and a chime, yeah. Have been fine. some of the other ones that I've tried that I tried early on, and this one is not as sweet as those, but I think it is just the highest quality. Yeah, I mean, um, they they make. I'm really happy with this tasting. double. I think it tastes really good. I like that little bit of sweet to it, um, and I'm just as happy as this one with the that I as I was with the triple, and. I mentioned I caught you a little late, Justin, when you were picking this up, but I have another bottle of this that I've been sitting on probably for about a year in my fridge. I don't know what it would taste like. I wonder if it would taste that much different. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we could find out. But now I'm more excited to find out because this one was really tasty. So you're going uh, to rock the growler on this one too? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with the growler on this one as well. I've... Um, it's just it's easy drinking. It's got that little bit of sweetness in there that we that came forth came forth in the nose of it that you pick up in the flavor too. And it's and the clean finish is what always gets me with the Belgians that you're not building up. It's great. I'm gonna uh, go with a growler also. I, uh, I I like the this beer a lot. Not quite as much as the triple. I like the cleaner triple, but the the sweetness in this doesn't build like um a lot of other beers that were there where you add the candy syrup it's a growler for me as well uh you know i really bring me a growler of anything from st james and i'm happy yeah and i'm going to drink it yeah there's no doubt um you know as uh, i mean the whole growler well yes i, I know greedy bastard so <laughs> Get some water here, but yeah, I uh, gotta clean out this a little bit. When uh, when we were at the Cask Festival, one of the, it was one of the first beers that we got. They were down at that end. I think it was actually the first one. Yes, it might have been. Yes, because I think we started with a cider, right? Yeah, 
And uh, it was their palm, which they also still currently have uh, both in. Bo- uh, they, I think they, I don't know, if, I think they have bottles of it, and it's also available for growler fills. The, um, it's an apple beer, and it's not a cider. It doesn't taste anything like a cider. And if you listen to our uh, the Cascal Festival um, episode, we talk about it. It was, it's crazy how they were able to get an apple flavor without any of that real tartness that you get right from a cider or really just apples and beer in general. Well, I will say this. Um, I don't know if either of you have ever tried the uh, the Red's Apple Ale. I indeed have had that. Um, I have as well. Which is interesting. It's definitely different. But that one's really sweet, the Red's Apple Ale. Mm-hmm. And it also almost has kind of a synthetic apple flavor to it sometimes. Um, especially the green apple flavor one that oh. they have. Like it's, It's one of those ones. I drank it and I went... You know, I probably would have loved this in high school. <laughs> it's one of the ingredients, like acetaldehyde, like right on the back. They just put it in. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but <laughs> that's it's... what you call a natural flavor. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't. Yeah, natural and other flavors and stuff like that. But did you that... hear the air quotes there? <laughs> I I felt them. But I have to say that the palm was really delicious, and it did not have that um, that artificial apple flavor at all. Which, I mean, I know they didn't use any artificial apple, but... In fact, they use uh, apples from Richter's Orchard, I believe. They did, yeah, yeah. North, from Northport. And we are opening up their the third and final offering from them today. Let's which, see if the cork on this gets really excited as well. Which is the uh, the plum stout. And yep. that also yep. uses um, Long Island Orchard plums. Yeah, the, this is from... Uh, it's some Polish name, I can't say it. Polacheski, something like that. No, I think it's something with a K. I saw it on their website. Okay. Um, Riverhead, I think, right? Yeah. Well, fancy that. Polish people in Riverhead. Who'd have thunk? Um, (laughs) I say that only because it's Polish. They bill themselves still as Polish Town USA. Like, it exists. Oh, yeah. No, no, I know. And also, (laughs) I I know it because we, you know, that's that's one of our favorite uh, trips every year is to go to the Polish Festival. You know, but... Yeah, and again, I'm just always happy when businesses can help each other out and, you know, and help support the local community. This is a a really interesting beer. I'm uh, really excited to have uh, Kevin taste this. I know that Mark and I have. It's it's a stout, but uh, it it is a stout, but it's unlike any stout that I think, you know, I've had I've had anywhere. And this one comes in at 7.5 percent ABV again. Um, let's see if it says anything on the label about how, what, no, nothing no. on the label about where it's on. Just says with local plums. And it was bottled on 517. If this one, I think we're going with black opaque. Yeah. So yes, obviously it's a, uh, it's a stout. The, uh, the aroma you get definitely get a little bit of roastiness. It was maybe a hint of uh, the stone fruit situation. Yeah, there, there's some sweetness in there that calls to mind the plums. Yeah, I'm going to concur with you guys on the, the stone fruit scent. Um, I think if you had poured this to me blind, I don't know if I would pick out plum right away just because I'm not that familiar with it. But knowing that it's plum, I smell and I go, okay, yeah, that's going to be plum, yeah. Yeah, I probably would have just said it's a sweeter stout. Yeah, I, I would have said stone fruit in general. I don't think I would have been able to pick, um, you know, plums. I don't know that I've actually ever eaten a plum. Really? So, no. I have not. 
Never, like in your life? Less that I'm aware. I mean, maybe when have I was you, really young. Have you actively like avoided them at this point? No. I don't tend to eat any stone fruit. Peach. I hate peaches. Can't stand them. Peaches, nectarines. Oh. Yeah, I mean they plums. I love me some cherries, but peaches, cherries. plums, nectarines. I mean, like I'll eat some peach cobbler, things like that. But I don't think that I've ever sat down and like eaten a peach. Okay. So, um, I gotta say, you guys are missing out then, man, because like a really good plum is. I bet I would like a plum. I mean, you look like you've sat like in, when it's like roll, when all the juice is rolling down your face. You look like you just savaged a wild animal, like in <laughs> that you're you know dripping gore from your face, which is kind of fun when you're a kid. But and admittedly now as an adult too, but you know it's it's just so sweet. It's so good. It's you know, and if you get it just right, like just like any other fruit, it's got firm yet sweet flesh. Like I love them. What are we talking about? <laughs> Plums. Plums here. Plums. Plums. Wink, wink. Just plums. <laughs> nudge, nudge. It's only you. Not even jokes. <laughs> what? Um, so back back to our uh, fantastic beer. The uh, carbonation level on this, you know, obviously. It's by far the lowest. Yeah, well, I mean, ob- yeah, thank God, because, you know, we, we would have taken somebody's eye out. But it's um, it's, it's still pretty persistent, though. Like, I'm looking at mine that I poured out there, and it's it's bubbling. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think it's, like, outside of what you would consider from a stout. But oh, it's, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, comparatively speaking, it is the lowest carbonated of the three. That is not to say that it is not that's like saying I'm the That's like saying I'm the fattest of the three of us, obviously. <laughs> You're not the smallest. I'll just say that. No. You're not the smallest. No. Um, interesting first sip. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I got to go back to this one. Hold on. Yeah, this is a really complex beer. I get the, you. You immediately get the rosiness, and then this like meandering of stone fruit. It kind of comes and goes as you're swallowing it. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I, complex is a good way to put it. It's like a nice sipping beer. Yeah, that's kind of what's what I'm thinking. Um, with the triple and the double, I like that it was that they were cold, and this one I think as it warms up might continue to be more interesting um there is that and i understand what you're saying it, do, it doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel like a consistent flavor throughout the sip it has that little bit of roastiness and then i liked how you said meandering um you know it's almost like a ribbon of plum flavor in there almost like if it was an ice cream you would have that ribbon of chocolate fudge and you would get it, it's there, you taste it through the bite, but it's like it's stronger at moments and weaker at moments. And I feel I feel like that's kind of what you're getting in this beer too. Yeah, I feel like the, the roastiness, it, it bookends the sweetness almost. You get yeah. it at the beginning and you get it at the end. And then somewhere in the middle is this, again, I don't, I definitely for me would never pick out plum, but you get this really good little clean sweet. Yeah, this is, this is good. And I'm glad that it's, I'm kind of glad that it doesn't have the alcohol flavor in there. Like if it was a stronger, higher alcohol content beer, I'm glad that it does not have that. It would, be, it would make it much sweeter. Yeah, but I also think it would take something away from it. I think this is a um, Mark, you said it, sipping beer is, is where this falls. This is not a, you know, where that triple, you could get yourself in real deep trouble because you want to drink it so fast. Oh, this, yeah. The, this the triple, one, even the double, you yeah. could drink a few glasses of that really quick and find yourself in trouble. This yeah. one needs some consideration as you drink it. 
Yeah, I think this this is a really this is a really good beer, and I would really like to savor this beer, and I would be interested to see how this would react with maybe a few other things as well, um, with some aging if it was hanging out in a barrel. And I I wouldn't want this to be in a whiskey barrel, but just hanging out in a barrel right by itself. Because I think that this could turn into something, or maybe souring this beer. I was going to say I really would like to put Brett in this beer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think that could turn this into I have something a bad really or interesting. Time in a red wine barrel. Yeah, a red a, wine barrel would be really nice as well. I think that, not that I not I that agree it's with lacking you. anything. No, I no, just no. Think that it would turn it into something. But I agree really with you that uh, in, I don't think a spirit barrel would be, you know, a yeah. good choice for this. It would have to be a, 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 a separate barrel. I wouldn't want it spirit on this yeah when i brought up the alcohol for sweetness i think that the any additional sweetness would take away from the beer that's mm-hmm. why this this is like like you said a sipping beer this is a a, a contemplation beer like you, when you take a sip of this you have to really think about what's going on to appreciate it yeah they, i, I want to hang out by a fi- i want to hang out a by a fi- leather chair with by a, a fireplace glass. and and discuss philosophy while drinking this yeah beer. like definitely this is tulip glass beer Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'd be extra classy drinking this beer, and, and then smash the glass into the fireplace when you. <laughs> you know, I never understood wanting to. I do want to do that, but you got to have the high alcohol content stuff, so you get the raging flame. But, um, which, just as much fun, is throwing a non-dairy creamer into fire. That's true. If you're ever interested, again. you know what? My wife still hasn't seen that. No, no. We have to make that happen. Yeah, I think we might be able to do that tomorrow. Ooh, I'll bring some non-dairy creamer. Sounds good to me. This shit's this party's gonna get off the hook. <laughs> um, All right, let's. But, uh, but anyway, before, let's, before, let's before rate we this go beer. that, let's. Yeah, I want to say let's go back to a rating on this one. For me, this one I'm gonna go with a bomber on it. Um, you know the bottle that they serve it in, the bottle that they sell it is perfect, and it's gonna take me a little while to drink it. Like I will drink it all, but this might be like a long evening hanging out. I might drink this whole bottle. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna go with a growler on this. It, it, all three of these beers, and this is rare for me. If it was the only beer avail- available, you'd drink it all night and be okay. Yeah, I, I mean, even and the only thing that would keep me drinking night long. <laughs> all night. Uh, the only thing that would keep me from uh, drinking something else is the fact that it's it's you know I could drink any of these beers all the time. If I said I want a beer and any three of these were handed to me, I would be ecstatic. Party all the time. Party I'm sorry. I'm sorry time. to interrupt because ju- as I was sitting back and finishing the sample of it, it hit me of what I want with this: dark Jeez. chocolate. Ah, I want dark chocolate. Yeah, that would... that's the that's the flavor that I'm that's that's in my head that I want to go with it. So I want to pair this with a p- good piece of dark chocolate. Sorry, I, I had to throw that in there. That, that's just, okay. You got head. excited. It happens. Yep. We can make that happen. So what do you got over there, buddy? What's your uh, thoughts on it, Mark? It's going to be a bomber for me. I mean, it's it's a great beer, but I need to enjoy this more. Like I mm-hmm. can't gulp this down like I can the other two. Yeah, but still fantastic. Still going to be happy anytime somebody opens up a bottle of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I love what they're doing over there. Um. Yeah, I best of luck to them and looking forward to seeing what else they might come up with. 
yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to stopping over there because I haven't gotten a chance to really get inside yet. But um, Jamie and Rachel, you guys are doing fantastic stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've been there, I think, now five or six times. And uh, <laughs> every single time, it's, it, you know, it, it's always fun to just hang out and talk. And, there's, you know, it, honestly, it, the tasting room is um, not, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, what would you say? It's maybe it's 10 by, it's 10 by 15 Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, it, the... The tasting room is almost kind of like an afterthought. It was like, this is the brewery. And then they're like, oh, we need some like seating here for people. <laughs> so, you know, your, your job's to make the beer. That's the important part. And but, yeah. look, their priorities in the right place. They make fantastic stuff. Uh, it's not it's not the largest tasting room is what yeah. I'm getting at. Like, you know, like 1940s when they first opened, they just had the area around the bar. Mm-hmm. Their St. James's tasting room is even smaller than that. Wow. It's, hey. You know, it's it's definitely uh, you know more than adequate, and they, uh, they when you're there, you you can talk right to the people who are making the beer. There's oh yeah, beer. and Rachel is super warm. She will talk to you like, and she always seems is so happy to like see us come back. So you know, go say hi. Tell her you heard about them on the podcast, and believe me, she'll take good care of you. You, you can't you can't go wrong. Yeah, I listen. I'm I'm gonna take your word for it because I haven't been there yet, and I'm just jealous that it's a little more convenient for you guys to get there than me. But you know, I'm looking forward to going over there soon. All right. Um, guys, have anything else on this one? I don't believe so. So I'm gonna pour myself out a splash more of this uh of this plum stout and relax a little bit and call it an evening. It sounds good. I'll rub your feet a little bit. (laughs) Night, everybody. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage. And Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.